Hello, Monetization Nation. Welcome back to the second episode of Monetization Nation's interview with Jeremy McGilvery. In the previous episode, we explained why Instagram is a leader in social media. We also discussed four simple yet powerful strategies to grow an Instagram audience. In this episode, we will explore strategies that can help us increase our Instagram engagement and turn followers into buyers. We will reveal additional Instagram strategies and secrets and how Instagram influencers can help our brands. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. Any tools that you recommend to, to uh, that you think are most effective for businesses to create these memes? Do you like Canva or anything like that? Sure. Canva's great. They continue to get more and more feature rich every day. I know in my book, I give like a two page resource guide of a bunch of different, you know, softwares that are out there. But the thing that I would like to urge most right now is not finding the beautiful images or creating the, the Canva images is trying to find the most authentic component as possible. Trying to find a little bit of uniqueness, yet still modeling what's working out there. What strategies do you have about how to get these famous Instagrammers to promote our page? And, and maybe any stories you can share of people that have done that effectively and the res, kind of results they saw. Sure. The key is I really don't recommend the shout out strategy as much with these influencers, meaning going to them and having them promote your page. I don't think that that's the best strategy. The best strategy is having them promote a free piece of digital content, you getting the lead, and then you following up with the lead with an offer or following up with the lead to follow your Instagram account in an email autoresponder type message. But connecting with these guys are not hard. Most of the time, you should have a, a decent list of who you would like to work with and connect with. And most of them want your money. I mean, Instagram influencers and working with influencers was super hot in 17, 18, 19 and 20, and even 21, it started to dwindle a little bit just because of the big TikTok craze and some of the other things that are going on out there. So now it's a really great time to do this. Our ad costs have came down 40%, I would say over the last three years. And we're not spending less, we're just getting more at this point. So these influencers, they'll put in their bio how to connect with them. They'll put an email address. They'll put a kick, um, the application name. They'll put DM me or something like that. And the key is just be concise. Be clear about what your intentions are and what you would like to promote and make sure that it would add value to the page. Love it. What are the best ways to grow an Instagram account? If you were starting from scratch, um, or, or helping a new a new client start from scratch, uh, what strategy would you give them to, to grow something large on Instagram? Sure, it's just like I said from the onset, and it really depends on the client and the client budget. Most people don't have $100,000 to come in and work with their Instagram following. Most people are on a shoestring budget or they're really trying to spend their money in different areas for their products and services or staff. So what I would tell someone that was really starting, and if I was starting all over again from fresh, I would get a niche-based Instagram account that was benefit, had the benefit of whatever the product or service I was trying to sell. And I would try to find influencers that I would pay 20 or 30 bucks per shout out. But again, these shout outs would go to a digital product. I would Google PLR products and I would figure out what private label write eBooks and 
motivation and weight loss and relationships, a simple little ebook. I would put that on a ClickFunnels page to get a first name and an email address. And then I would get some type of an offer going to these people quickly. And then I would say, if you follow me on my Instagram account and reply to this email with a screenshot, I'll give you free access to a $97 private label ride ebook or something like that. When they followed me and they sent me the screenshot, I would have a staff member or I would have a, a, some type of a message, a canned response that would go out to them and give them the link to that. But I wouldn't be focusing on only my Instagram account. I would be building my email list. I would be making offers at the exact same time. So that way I had the ability to cash flow immediately. I would probably go to a Facebook group that was around my niche. And when my followers came in through my email, I would be driving to my Facebook group. I would go live one time a day and just try to say something of value. Even if six people were watching, the point of that is on this interview, I probably haven't said um or ah or uh yet. Perhaps I will now, but I do this a lot. I go live, I talk to people, I interview, I podcast. At the beginning, I was a nervous wreck. I probably would have had vodka instead of Gatorade. Maybe not. But it's really about learning your message and feeling comfortable with your voice and how you're going to articulate and learn from all the experiences you have on the platform. What advice do you have to increase the engagement of the people who are following your, your Instagram accounts? Key thing is ask questions. Um, if you started all over again, what advice would you give to yourself? Um, an image, if, can you see yourself doing this? It's all about getting them to respond primarily through a comment, not necessarily with a like. The comments will, again, they're higher votes in the algorithm for Instagram. All the algorithm is for Instagram is it's a formula. And the formula just means if a post gets a bunch of likes in a short amount of time, show it to more people on the platform because obviously our user base likes it. Same thing, if the post gets a lot of comments on there, obviously people like it. Start with simple stuff like yes or no, um, go more robust, ruin a first date in five words, or even having a blank on there. I mean, we've done all of these tricks so many different times. You could have a post, it's black, and in the white, it says something like, when I make my first million, I will, and then a, a line. And then they put, a, put an arrow, make this stupid simple, put an arrow, and then in parentheses, put comment below. You'll see people commenting all day long. Some people will talk about, Ferraris, some people will talk about world hunger. You'll get some other things that you'll probably scoff at, but it's about the engagement. And then if you can, reply to these people. That's really interesting. Tell me more about that. Or even, you know, with like the DM feature, when you go to putting this in the story, when I make my first million dollars, I will DM me. So when they DM you, that automatically tells Instagram, this is a friend. These people are DMing me and they make doggone certain that they see your post when they get back on that platform. So there's lots and lots of different ways to game these algorithms and get the engagement. I did not realize that. That, that is, that's brilliant. So if they, if they DM you, Instagram sees them as a friend and they're more likely to show your post to that person in their feed. Absolutely. So what we like to do is just take a screenshot of a black image on your phone. So it's just completely black screenshot, super easy. Put that as your story post. And I'm not talking about the swipe up feature and then type with text that Instagram allows you to, when I make my first million, I will, and then do a blank and then put parentheses, DM me your answer. When they DM you, they're going to DM you 
you know, buy a Ferrari or a Bugatti, whatever it might be. I don't know. Can you get a Bugatti for a million? Perhaps not. But you're going to reply to them and say something like, that's really great. Tell me more about that. And the more people are DMing you and talking to you, Instagram says, these are my, these are friends. These are people that want to make sure they see one another's post. And it's just a great hack to, you know, foster engagement. Yeah. Great hack. Uh, talk to me about any secrets you have to share about hashtags. The key with hashtags is look what your competitors are doing. Look what the pages that you, you admire are doing. Are they putting four hashtags in the comment section? And it's really important that they go in the first comment. Instagram a long time ago talked through shadow bands about putting 30 comments in the caption section. And that definitely took place for a while. They've pretty much become much more lax on that strategy. I think the sweet spot that we're noticing is about eight to 12 relevant hashtags for each post. Some of our students, they'll put in the notes section of their phone. If it's a motivation post, they'll have motivation hashtags and they'll copy and paste those hashtags from the notes section of their phone and they'll post that as the first comment. So that way the, the caption stays nice and clean, but the post still has the capacity to get that searchability by having those hashtags in that comment section. What advice do you have on how how we can better turn followers into buyers. Sure, that goes back to the email again. It's a very poor strategy to just run offers to your followers. And that's another thing that frustrates me and it's a short-sighted tactic is constantly running ads, constantly running ads. Your point is to add value. And when you put an ad on your page, rather promoting somebody else's product or promoting your own, you don't leave that ad up forever. You put it up for five or six hours and then you delete it. And then you can put it up again for five or six more hours and delete it to get it back over to the news feed. But don't just leave ads randomly on your pages because it doesn't make them look clean and it doesn't make it look like a value oriented area. Run consistent ads to free opt-ins. Every single person that's trying to make money on the platform or actually preserve their followers should always have something in their story, always something on their page, going to a free opt-in of something to get those leads. And the way that you make money is you drip email content on people in a very helpful value added way and send them to your offers through email and sparingly through your Instagram pages. The most beautiful things about automation, whether it be a sales funnel, whether it be email marketing, text messaging, Manny chat, all these different automated areas out there is you can go build a tightly engineered sales funnel. You can put your email sequence together and we do behavioral based sequences, meaning the first five emails, we make sure they consume the content. And then after that, we have a seven email sequence that drives to a paid offer. But once you set that one time and put it together, it just continues to run in the background. Every time you run a, a new person, through that sequence, they're automatically segmented and going to offers. It's not like you're manually sending emails out or you're manually figuring out what offers. It's as simple as I'm going to post something on my Instagram account right now, drive them to this offer. And I know in about a four or five day time frame, they're going to be getting some type of value and have offers made in front of them. You know, one of the ways to make more money is make more offers. It's a simple concept that I think a lot of us forget. Could you tell me a couple stories of the best home runs or grand slams that you've hit in your career? Probably webinars. My key is pitching on automated webinars. 
and you know, connecting it and pairing with Instagram, using influencers to drive traffic to the webinars. When someone spends an hour with you on a webinar and doesn't buy, you still have a lot of authority and trust built up with these leads. And the key to all of my success, especially on Instagram, was when they go through that automated sequence of emails, the five-part framework and then the seven-part framework, not abandoning the lead, continuing to do the work and send two more emails out a week of just value-added content that's not cramming stuff down their throat to buy, but saying, hey, I think I can help you with this, or I put this program together. Could you go through it and, and see if it works for you? Or I wrote another book. I'd love your feedback on this book. I mean, there's no question with a little research on me, I'm running the table at this entire business, whether it's digital marketing, whether it's sales funnels, whether it's email marketing. And the whole point is I gave more than I took. And when I did generate revenue, I put a lot of it into a brand and into a foundation rather than just trying to take money off the table and go buy the next shiny object. Off the top of your head, can you think of any tectonic shifts that you think are the biggest tectonic shifts that businesses are dealing with today and, and are maybe effectively leveraging today to, to skyrocket their growth? 100% yes. Because of the environment and the global economy and what happened with the recent pandemic, 80% of shoppers before they buy a product online or offline are Googling this business. They're not Bing, they're not Yahoo, and they are Googling this business. And when they Google your business, it's almost like your credit report. If yes. you go to buy a house or a car and you have no credit, meaning no history, good or bad, you're not going to be able to be financed for anything. If you have nothing but bad, you're certainly not going to get financed as well. With our business, we have been hell-bent for the last two years on our customer experience. What's your experience like with me and with my products? And so we've worked really hard on our brand. So when you Google me, when you Google my products, you see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reviews. And overwhelmingly, while there's a few people that I'm definitely not for, 95% or more love what I stand for and love the results they get. So the big shift that's taking place right now, and it has been for a while, is 80% of shoppers are Googling you, Googling your product, Googling your brand before they make a purchase. And if you're selling a product and then hustling to go sell another product and you're not working on that customer journey, that customer experience, and then getting that customer feedback in a way of Google My Business reviews, in the way of Amazon reviews, in the way of testimonials and case studies, that's a short-sighted strategy that's not going to allow you to be around for a long time. So the big shift right now, and it's not going to go away, it's going to probably double down, is they're Googling your business. Pretend that you're your prospect right now and you're gonna buy your product or service and you go on an incognito window after you clear cookies and Google your business name, Google your product name, Google your name. And if you are not obsessed with what comes up on Google in the news and the images and the reviews and the organic search, if you're not obsessed with that, then it's a short-sighted strategy that's not going to allow your business to continue to be robust. And this isn't something you do today and say, okay, it's good. This is something you have alerts on Google, sending you messages when your name is mentioned or your business is mentioned online. And once a week, your phone gives you a little um, announcement or a bell goes off and says, Google you, Google your business. And you stay on top of this stuff and you make sure that what your customers find about you is accurate and is gonna be able to help you scale your business. I love it. I love that you brought that up. So 
in, in on our show and in the book we're writing, we call this credibility marketing. And, and I believe credibility marketing is the most important digital marketing trend happening in the world today. And uh, the, the issue is people don't trust what we say about ourselves anymore. You're not going to ever go to a Toyota salesman and ask them what the best SUV is, right? You know they're just going to be biased talking about themselves. You want to hear what real car buyers have to say about what the best SUV is. And, and like it or not, that's just the reality about how people are making their purchases today. And businesses have to make that shift. We can't just buy a whole bunch of advertising like we used to and try to tell the world we're awesome. We have to figure much more credible ways to get more credible sources to tell the world we're awesome. If people enjoyed this interview with you and they liked you and want to, to engage with you more, what are the best ways that they can reach out to you? I would love to urge you in a shameless plug to go to ceobook.com. It's a hell of a story. It's a hell of a journey. It's just as much about reverse engineering a process to have a great life, to have a great business, to have purpose than anything else out there. When it comes to marketing, I keep things easy. I own igbook.com. I own ceobook.com. So make it easy for your customers to get to your products, get to your services. And then when they do, look at the dozens and dozens of video testimonials or Amazon reviews. People love this stuff because I put a lot of passion and pride into everything I create. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for sharing your stories and knowledge with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, for memes to be effective, we need to find the most authentic component and be unique. Number two, it's better to get Instagram influencers to promote a free piece of content uh, instead of promoting the product directly. Number three, building engagement with our followers is more important than having many fans who are not engaged with our channels. Number four, Instagram doesn't replace the need for a solid email list. A large engaged email list is better than a large engaged social platform. This is how we can turn our followers into buyers. Number five, a big shift that's been happening for quite a while now is how 80% of shoppers Google a business before they make any purchases. That's why we need to fill search results and review sites results with great information about us. If you enjoyed this interview and want to learn more about Jeremy McGovery or his business, you can find him on LinkedIn or visit his website at jeremymcgillivray.com and subscribe to his blog. And you can find links to those on the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. Did you like today's episode? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, you can get a free monetization assessment of your business or subscribe to the free monetization e-magazine at monetizationnation.com. Number two, you can subscribe to the Monetization Nation YouTube channel or podcast. And number three, please follow Monetization Nation on Instagram and Twitter. What strategies have you used to convert more Instagram followers into buyers? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining us for this episode and good luck on your monetization endeavors. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.